Hello everyone, welcome to the Got 10 Minutes podcast, the podcast for product managers. Today we speak with Austin Yang, who is the lead product manager at Softer. Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. Awesome. So, Austin, tell me about yourself. Uh, what's your background? So I actually started my career in sales. Uh, I was pretty lucky. My very first full-time job, uh, I joined a, a B2B SaaS company. So I kind of, kind of pick up a lot of the how a tech company uh, works. Um, so I was in sales. I was actually pretty good at it. And uh, But I would talk to all these customers and understand their pain points and what they're trying to achieve. Uh, and I get very excited about like thinking about the solutions. At the time, I didn't really know what like product, what a product manager is. Uh, I thought like it's the engineers who come up with all the solutions and designer who like uh, make it look pretty. Uh, later, I learned there's someone that's product manager that's actually figured out what to prioritize, the general uh, direction and what problems to solve. That's how I got into it. Yeah. So pretty much since then, I've always been in the kind of the VC back companies and then doing product work for the past I think around six or seven years. Oh, awesome. So before that, even before you got into sales, like where did you study? Like uh, what was your upbringing? I would say. I took one, <laughs> one uh, class of uh, computer science, which I did not learn anything because I did, just didn't understand it at the time. And then uh, after that, I, I changed to uh, international uh, studies. So it's like politics, uh, economics. Uh, like nothing really directly, like there's no direct knowledge I can use on the job most of the time, but I think they, they do help me, uh, think like more critically, like both in terms of how a, like a system works and how people work. So I think that's, that's helpful in that regards. So how did you get into product, uh, per se? Like what was the first time, um, you kind of realized that there was like a role called a product manager and what made you interested in uh, looking into this role? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, I was mainly trying to find out, okay, who is the, like, uh, who is in charge of like thinking about all the new features, doing all, the, all these sorts of things. Um, at the time, my company, we didn't actually have a product manager role, or it is called program management team, mm -hmm. but they're not really the program management you will find in more like a traditional company, not, not like the, the PMO type, but it's more like project management. They're actually more like product managers that figuring out what customers need and work with designer and engineer to, to find solutions um, I, and then validate them uh, and see how, what like what outcome they're being for the user as well as business. I think I found out about this when I was actually leaving that company. I had a chat with the chief product officer. Uh, so I my, kind of my exit uh, lunch with him. I found out, okay, this is called product manager. And I started grabbing coffee with uh, people I could find on LinkedIn. I just randomly uh, shoot some cold emails uh, and then grab coffee with people at Microsoft. I was in Seattle at the time uh, like, uh, and to learn more about product management. Awesome. So you're at Softer now. Uh, for those who don't know, what's, what's Softer? So Softer is a no-code app builder. So you can uh, build a application uh, and using uh, use uh, Airtable as the, the database uh, within probably 10 minutes. Like, yeah. 
Oh, wow. Um, and uh, like, how is it, I would say like, what's it like being a product manager at, at software? And by the way, congrats on uh, the recent raise. You guys recently raised a series A. Congrats on that. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So I've, um, so like most people on the product team, I've also joined, uh, I've only joined about one month ago. So it's still pretty new. Uh, so my previous company, uh, Lemba is also in a similar stage. Uh, similar space, I would say exactly the same space in the no-code space. Uh, and both companies are like the same product-led motion and like a bottom-up SaaS. So has been a pretty smooth transition for me so far. It's been really exciting. Um, yeah, so no-code is a space I absolutely love. Just being able to uh, provide the tool for uh, non-technical uh, people like myself to build things that they would never imagine they could do. It's just very exciting. Oh, wow. And I really love the approach that uh, you guys at Software have where um, you kind of open source or make public your roadmap. You know, you have like a very solid build-in public um, uh, strategy. Uh, how has that influenced the, the, the product itself so far? And how does it influence you as a product manager? So I think for me as a PM, it's definitely a luxury to have a very engaged community that's uh, always like open to like jump on a call with us to, to provide feedback. And that's been very helpful. Like I can just go on to our Slack community and pin someone that I know uh, is a power user and they'll give like really in-depth feedback right away. That has really helped. Yeah, I think it's definitely a luxury. Um, some companies worried about having a, a public roadmap because they think, oh, the competitors will see it and copy us. But I have never found that to be an issue anywhere. I think it's, the, it's rarely actionable. Like competitors see you're building this. They don't know if it's up to date. They don't know if it's something you guys are actually investing. So, and there's nothing, and maybe they don't even know if your judgment is correct. So it is, it's not really something to be worried about, I'll say. Yeah, execution is all that matters. And uh, mm -hmm. like speaking about execution, uh, how do you guys approach experimentation at at Softer um, in a general mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, so right now it's uh, the company is still quite early, right? We have I think around thirty to forty people. I don't know because we're adding new teammates every week. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now we are starting to experimenting more and more running more and more ab tests we do try to have a uh like a do like a control experiment where that we can actually come compare the uh, control and variant group to see how the how the metrics uh, differ uh, because most few people on the team have like this background from more uh later stage company who've all done growth before uh, including myself so we definitely understand you kind of have to put some rigor into it so that's what we've been doing but at this stage and also as a b2b company uh, even though our our clients are mostly on the on the like the smb side at the moment um so we don't always have enough sample size to reach the uh, statistical significance needed for for each ab test so sometimes we kind of have to just uh, use a judgment to 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 call it whether we want to make a change to the product or not uh, and you, you mentioned before that you speak a lot with users. Um, mm -hmm. What's the best way to contextually understand what, what your users need? Right now, uh, the most common way we get in touch with users 
uh, is either uh, through live chat. They might be reaching out, supporting through live chat about uh, specific features. Well, and at the moment, we'll just ask now, what are you, what's your use case? What are you using this for? And then, or if you're requesting something, what what would the outcome look like for you? What would they describe to me? What you like to see in this uh, in this feature you're requesting? That's one way. Uh, another way is that we will have onboarding call with the customer. It's, uh, it's it's both for us to help them, but also for us to understand like uh, who they are, what they're building. Uh, a lot of time we just ask them to to show what they're building. They do like a screen share right away. So mm -hmm. it's a really good way to kind of visualize how they think, what they're doing within the app. Sometimes you realize oh, maybe they, they, their approach to building a certain thing, free feature that they want is just uh, not correct. We actually have that feature already. We can just like spot it right away. But yeah, these are kind of the the, uh, the contextual way, I would say, to, to understand what their needs really are. Oh, wow. Um, so with being at an early stage company that seems to be growing very quickly, what's one of the most challenging things as a product manager that you do daily? Yeah, I would say is to really uh, decide like how, like how much confidence you need to make each decision. Mm -hmm. Like we, uh, when we don't have the perfect data, uh, far from it. Uh, it's like uh, it's we're not going to talk to every single user we're not going to have like a very deep understanding of our of our customers use case before we move on to do something so it's always uh, deciding okay uh, how much is really enough for us to move forward i think yeah i think uh, this is always the the hard part yeah, like moving forward very quickly and making sure that like you're failing fast, but not failing too much. You know, you're learning as fast as you can and implementing yeah. what needs to be implemented. Yeah. Um, so with that said, I have one last question. What's one weakness you'd say that you've turned into your strength? Yeah, I would say it's probably to do with my technical skills uh, as, well, as well as data skills. Both are like what people hear about, you know, technical data, they think that something that's kind of hard. You kind of have to have a engineering background to do it very well. And I didn't have that. I, I've attempted many times to learn how to code myself. I still can code. I can write some HTML, CSS, which most people don't consider that coding. Uh, and a little bit of SQL myself. But I think precisely because I don't have an actual engineering background like some PMs uh, do, uh, I was able to approach these topic uh, with more of a user perspective, uh, the business perspective, right? Like uh, I'm, I'm not really, I don't really care too much about, let's say, whether you are building something in like the most efficient way. And most of the time, I just leave that to engineers. Uh, what I care about is like how would that decision translate to the user experience uh how would that help us you know, say we want to scale up our uh, our product we have to add more features in the same direction how would that you know would that if you build it this way will that uh make it harder to do so uh versus the other way so yeah i'm trying to approach this question more from user and the business perspective and i think that has uh helped me quite a bit i i can uh so most engineers work with me say i have quite good understanding of technical concept uh while still not 
那那 basically we're not I'm not also not dictating how they should build something. Like some I've heard some PM with actual engineering background start talking about like how to build something, which is kind of the engineering kind of ownership. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. what an engineer should do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like having coming from that background, I think being in this company、uh, in the no-code space, it gives you empathy for your users, which I think is one of the most important things to have. So you can pretty much communicate better with users and stakeholders, and ultimately build the best possible、mm-hmm. product. Yeah, totally. But one thing I have to keep、uh, reminding myself and also my teammates as well is that we are still. Uh, not an average no-code user. We are still kind of the power user because we actually involved in like kind of the the, the act. We're actually part of a tech company, right? We understand the technical concepts so much better than the average no-code user. So we we kind of have to keep that in mind and 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 still talk to users to to understand how they think. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. Austin, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne. Thanks for、um, uh, inviting me again. It was a pleasure. And thanks for listening to the Got Ten Minutes podcast. To stay in touch with us, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or the podcast app you're listening to this, to this on right now. Take care.